0: Welcome to the Primate Talks, I am Mansi Bhatia and I am Priyal Shah, so you may ask what the Primate Talks is. The Primate Talks is an initiative that Mansi and I have taken in order to raise awareness about healthcare related issues. We believe that public awareness plays an important role in improving access to healthcare facilities and we seek to empower communities. As a result of lack of awareness, people often come to healthcare facilities when their disease has worsened or reached a very late stage, which results in lower chances of effective treatment.
1: A very prominent example of the same is that it has been proved that deaths linked to cancer are due to lack of awareness regarding the basic symptoms. And for those reasons, we have taken this initiative to raise awareness about
0: such issues. Thanks. For today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest, Dr. Samarpita Roy, in order to discuss and break the stigmas regarding student well-being and mental health. Welcome, Dr. Samarpita, to the show. Please introduce yourself. Thank you so
2: much, Priyal and Mansi. I'm honored to be here and um, I find myself very lucky uh, uh, for giving uh, this opportunity to raise my opinions and my feelings about what you guys face And as I'm an observer in the class, uh, it would be great to, you know, opine about things that I witnessed. Uh, By the way, uh, for all those who don't know me, I am uh, Ms. Amarpita Roy, uh, Head of Environmental Sciences and Environmental Management and Psychology. Um, And I, uh, you know, take EM, bio, and uh, head the Moral Ed and Psychology Department. And here I am on your show today.
0: Thank you, doctor. We are very thankful for giving us your time. Now, being a student is stressful, but trying to juggle schoolwork and other responsibilities while experiencing mental illness can make it even harder. Mental health conditions can feel debilitating and scary, making some learners retreat inward rather than seek help. Therefore, we are here today to discuss about student well-being and mental health.
1: So mental health is more than just absence of mental illness. Mental health is a state of well being where people can meet their learning potential, cope with normal stresses, and are connected to community and their friends. And so we believe that this is an issue that needs to be addressed and talked
0: about. So you may ask, why is well being important to students? It is essential because their well being and academic excellence are intertwined with each other. Therefore, schools should not only be a place for students to learn. But they should also be a place where students' well being are prioritized while still delivering excellent instruction and learning activities.
1: Student well being encompasses the overall health of the student, including their social, mental, physical, and emotional health. Enjoyment and satisfaction with life are inextricably tied to student well being. In a nutshell, student well being is the way they perceive
0: themselves and their life. So let's get on with the questions. So let's start with the question. Um, According to the National Institutes of Health, nearly one in three of all adolescents from ages 13 to 18 will experience an anxiety disorder. Those numbers have been increasing steadily. Statistics show that since 2012, anxiety disorders in children and teens have almost doubled. So what's causing this rise in teenagers with severe anxiety and depression? And is there any difference between the normal anxiety and mental illness? Um, To start with,
2: I am not, uh, you know, uh, expert in psychiatry, but then I would be uh, answering this from a teacher's point of view based on my daily observation. Now, what I feel is that anxiety cannot be categorized as student anxiety, to be precise, uh, cannot be categorized under mental illness because it's very dynamic. I feel whenever the student is put into uncomfortable situation or a position, that is where uh, a student uh, experiences anxiety. Otherwise, if the student is in a normal uh, or in a situation where the student loves, for example, when the student is pursuing a hobby or anything that the student like, I don't think the student will be hit by an uh, anxiety. So I think from my point of view, anxiety cannot be categorized as a mental illness, okay, which cannot be taken care of. Okay, that, that
1: makes sense. So miss, you know how like, all students and actually everyone goes through expectations that that unrealistic expectations and uh, students especially nowadays because there's there's so much competition and everyone just wants to be better than the other person because getting into the best universities best colleges isn't that easy so how do we cope with expectations with the pressure of expectations
2: okay uh, let us get to basics of expectations. What are you dealing with? Is it expectations or high expectations? That is what needs to be addressed first. Yeah, it is I really, mean, very yeah. important to actually differentiate between the two. Yeah when it comes to dealing with expectations, you know where to get. But when it comes to high expectations, that is where you need to know your limits, okay? That is where you face your reality. So it's very, very essential that you uh, make things clear about your limits. Okay. Uh, Even parents are very busy. Okay. They uh, cannot observe or be behind their children uh, 24 7. So, you know, they find it very difficult to gauge what the limit of my child is. Yeah. That is not at all bad. I'm not judging parents here. But then this is how things are. So it is very, very essential that you study or analyze yourself and set your limits. And based on that, you face your expectations. So that way things will become easy. You don't have to achieve everything is what, you know, my opinion is. Yeah. So that is what I feel about expectation. So analysis, auto-analysis to be precise, and then um, planning some short-term goals to achieve it and then uh, studying whether you can get in
1: there.
0: That is what i Realistic see. expectations, yeah.
1: Yeah, we're just going to say that. Realistic. <laughs> so... The more uh, realistic we are, the better, I guess. Yes, that's right.
0: So as we know, peers play a large role in the social and emotional development of children and adolescents. Their influence begins at an early age and increases through the teenage years. So why is peer pressure an especially strong force in the life of a teenager? And what are the positive and negative consequences of the same?
2: Uh, peer pressure is very, very influential, Priya. Uh, one reason behind it is besides our home or our parents, the maximum time we spend is with our peers. Okay. And even the fun fact is that whenever we are not spending time with them, we think about what may, they might be doing. Yeah? So uh, basically we are spending more time with our peers being physically present or physically absent. So that's the reason peer pressure plays a very, very crucial role. Uh, yes, I was recently reading articles and also discussing with my students in my moral at class that peer pressure can be uh, taken very positively and negatively as well. Some examples of positive peer pressure is a healthy competition that exists in a class. Okay. So if your best friend gets good marks, you are motivated to work harder. Yeah. Okay. Um, a negative example of peer pressure would be, you know, body shaming okay, or bullying someone yeah, and getting into depression. So that could be a negative, you know, uh, implication of peer pressure. So basically the bottom line being it is how you take it. Yeah. So peer pressure is exactly how you take it. And that is what I want to say. So uh,
1: as Miss, you already uh, spoke about depression. Depression and anxiety are two, well, not mental health problems, but two major consequences of uh, degradation in marks or performance of a student and in students' life, especially among preteens and teens nowadays. So why is it that there is more anxiety than depression uh, in students nowadays? Actually,
2: uh, I would... uh... You know, not fully agree with that because, again, the situation is quite dynamic. There are some students who face depression, some students who face anxiety. But as I always, as I had mentioned earlier, I am not a psychiatric expert. But I think, again, this is as per my opinion, is anxiety would gradually lead to depression. Now, I think depression is a phase when someone gives up totally. Yeah. Anxiety is somewhere we can pull the person back. Yeah. So... Uh, that is where we need to identify things and get in there and help out a person in need. Um, yes, as, as per your question goes, why there is more anxiety? Again, because they are, you know, dynamic or changing challenges thrown at us. If you compare our time with your time, the competition has increased. Uh, you have a variety of choices than we have. Okay, so that makes us furthermore anxious as to what to do and what not to. Yeah? Even choosing something you know, create a great amount, creates a great amount of anxiety. So I think that is where we need to analyze. Again, auto-analysis will help in there and we need to prioritize.
0: Yes, Uh, so the next question is something that I think most of us would want an answer for. Uh, thinking about all the things that you could have done differently or second-guessing every decision that you make or imagining all worst-case scenarios before an exam or so is something that teenagers and even most adults that face on a regular basis. So how do you free yourself from your own mind loop?
2: First and foremost, it is very important to realize that change is the only thing that is permanent. Yeah, Nothing is permanent besides that. So, things will change. Things will not be as they are the next day. So, accepting that is the first thing any young adult should do. I always refer to my students as young adults. Um, so, that is the first thing the students have to accept. They have to own their mistakes. They have to own their successes. Okay. So, it's a general tendency of students that if they are successful, they own it. Yeah. They want to enjoy it. They want to celebrate it. But when they fail, they don't want to own it. Why? That is what, that is what comes to my mind. So both successes and failures have to be owned. Uh, more than success, I think failures have to be owned because uh, then only we could, you know, we can improve and work on it. Long so this young. is, the, yes, this is what is the first thing teenagers should do. Okay. If they have, if they are, if they have not been successful, Uh, let's not brood over it because brooding uh, not only depresses you, it also takes away much of your time. Okay. But then as I'm saying, and people are listening, they may think it's very easy, easy for a person, not depressed, not anxious to say that, but then uh, this will come with practice. Okay. So as you are thrown with challenges, you, you harden. Yeah. So that is what will come with practice. So you have to let go of things you have to make sure you have to focus on things that are on priority and you have to let go of things. You cannot juggle between too many things. This is, again, one more thing we need to accept and move forward.
1: So another uh, one of uh, examples of the negative peer pressure that we were talking about a little while earlier is insecurities that are caused in young adults like us. We go through these uh, several uh, changes and there are many times overthinking hits us and we get insecure about ourselves uh, everyone gets insecure about themselves so my question is that what are the main causes of insecurities and how can we overcome them because sometimes they could be really depleting to our performance and uh, could really like you know get us to failing or not doing so well in life because we're so busy looking at others and not ourselves
2: um, the major source of insecure, insecurity among teenagers nowadays is the judgment that others give us. Okay. This is what I have observed. Okay. So people people judge. That is what people do because some people have a lot of spare time. Yeah. Good for them, by the way. But then what the mistake we commit here is we see ourselves through their eyes. Okay. So that is, that is what is the major source of insecurity. Imagine uh, insecurity comes from something that we don't own, which can be the worst thing happening to us. Okay, So it's, it's good to be insecure about stuff that we bought ourselves, but being insecure about something told by someone is not a good thing, is what I feel. Yeah. So this is what my opinion is. So major source of income, uh, insecurity, according to me, is the judgment passed by the others.
1: Yeah. Listen, how, how would we be able to overcome, overcome. insecurity in oh, yeah. any way? I
2: missed that. Yes. So overcoming is not easy again, mm-hmm. and it cannot be achieved overnight, but then it would work on similar lines that I have already mentioned. You have to partition between what you think about yourself and what others think about you. Yeah. And uh, you have to be open to criticisms. But then you have to accept it positively and use it as a scope of improvement, not to judge yourself again. So there is a two-way judging judgment that happens. One is the judgment that is passed by someone else. And after that, you start judging yourself. So this is what should be totally avoided. So it should be looked at neutrally. So you should uh, have a bird's eye view on the entire situation, not place yourself there. Okay. Again, as I said, it will come with practice. And what you, you guys are, you guys have to experience it. it, will, it will, your age, At your age, it is very difficult to achieve, but again, with experience, you will definitely achieve. Yeah, but, but if you have that mindset that we have to partition uh, about what other people say and what we think about ourselves.
0: Uh, so now this question is about social media, which as we know plays a very important role in the teenager's life. So how can social media be used more effectively to bring people with mental health problems together and help them connect rather than isolating them in their homes? Uh, Yeah, Uh, that's a very good
2: question. I still remember when we were introduced to social media, it was hardly anything during our times. Okay, but we were very excited about being able to communicate with any person at any part of the world. Yeah. Yeah. But then things have uh, changed drastically now. Now, social media is used as a platform to judge people, pass comments. Yeah. Um, I feel that shouldn't be the case. Instead of that, people could come together, people who harbor similar feelings, okay, or have undergone, you know, or have had experiences uh, that are of similar lines, should rather share their stories and learn from each other rather than commenting on each other's body, hair, etc etc and the list could go on yeah so sharing their story sharing their life experiences on social media could be more effective yeah and then communication with people who've been depressed and who've undergone
1: experiences could also be very very you know useful yeah well that's the dream isn't it (laughs) so I'm pretty sure all our audience wants to hear this one is that um, you're so experienced, ma'am. And uh, it would be a great honor if you could give us, young adults, and everyone listening to this uh, podcast, a little advice to work on ourselves or just, you know, help us become a better person. Yeah, sure. I would love to do that. But uh, one thing
2: I'm very sure of is you guys don't need it because as i said earlier is if, uh, is about experience will make you a stronger person always uh, my first pointer would be to always go by your experience experiencing is everything now i've i've had you know um, a chance to practice vipassana is an art of it is an art of meditation and it is it does not you know address to any god or any figure it is a scientific method of meditation which focuses on your breathing your respiration yeah so the science behind it, it is that res- our respiration follows our emotion for example when you're angry your breathing rate or breathing pattern becomes faster uh in contrast when you're relaxed you're enjoying your breathing will be much slower okay but so and uh like breathing rate is as you've studied in your bio lessons, breathing rate is dependent on the activity you pursue. Okay. But if breathing rate is related to your emotion, so certainly breathing follows your emotion uh, as well. Okay. So this art of meditation is to follow your breathing pattern and to look at it. Okay. And when you look at it, you tend to be in tandem with your breathing and you don't pay attention to what is externally happening. Okay. So this... Mm -hmm. yes so there is a self-awareness within so that uh, you know makes you think see things in a better way or a different way rather to be precise and with practice you tend to ignore trivial things okay for example the trivial things all the trivial things that we have discussed they become trivial rather okay what people you know say about you uh, why do you become anxious about something because you're self-aware you don't like anything that is happening externally you're not bothered about it you are focused on your activity on your success everything that belongs to you this is my point number one you don't need to practice this you can just follow your breathing pattern spend some time with yourself in a day what you have achieved today what you could have done it better make small notes put it somewhere for you to see this could help um, second pointer that I would like to give you, and you may have heard this a lot of time, especially you've you been with me for many, many years yes. that please compete with yourself, not with others. Yeah. Your competition is with yourself. You have to compare yourself with yourself with past passage of time. You have to be better than what you were, were yesterday. Yes. That is this comparison will help you grow, not comparing yourself to your friends or someone else's sons and daughters so i think these are the two things that if you know teenagers of today practice probably i'm not very sure probably they would be at a better place they won't, won't be anxious but again this is not a foolproof solution you have to conti- continuously work on yourself and life is all about working on yourself till till the end yeah whether you are you are a student or an or a working adult or uh, or an old person you have to continuously work on yourself on your mind
0: continuously and that process is never ending so yeah. this is from me a... uh, thank you so much dr samarpita this was such a insightful session
1: i'm sure our audience gained a lot of information and i hope we can break the stigma and normalize talking about mental health stay safe and take care see you soon see you doctors. thank you so much thank you so much thank you so much love yourself love your mind love your body thank you also, so much for having thank you miss also guys don't forget to like share and subscribe and subscribe
0: yes <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you so much
2: girls